0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for October 10th, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. This is part 24 of the series. We're almost wrapping up the fifth week thus far, and I still have a lot to talk about as it relates to the grace of God. So the title of today's message is The Freedom of God's Grace. I'm going to address something today about the freedom that God's grace provides or offers us, not free to sin, but free from sin. So once again, we've been looking at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. Let's go to our foundational scriptures. John 1 and 14 says, the word Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten of the father and he came full of grace and truth. In verse 17, the Bible says the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So the apostle John writes that in such a way that it lends itself well to a comparison. Well, we've been comparing comparing the law, which was given through Moses, with the grace and truth that came through Jesus Christ. The apostle Paul does a really good job of comparing these two. In uh, his letter to the believers in Galatia, we studied this. Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter 4, Galatians chapter 5. Um, When we got to chapter 5, we we've been taking our time, and yesterday we stopped at verse 12. So today we're at Galatians 5 and 13. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read Galatians 5 and 13 you from three different translations. Let me read these to you and let's get into the word. You ready? Here we go. Galatians 5 and 13 from the Passion Translation. The Bible says, Beloved ones, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit, but don't view this freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Freedom means that we become so completely free from self-indulgence, that we become servants of one another, expressing love in everything we do. The easy to read version reads, my brothers and sisters, God chose you to be free, but don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever pleases your sinful selves. Instead, serve each other in love. In Galatians 5 and 13 from the Message Bible reads, it is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and to destroy the freedom God gave you. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. So what does this mean to you today? There's a lot in that one verse. I have four things to share with you on this morning. Let me get into these four things. I want you to open up your heart to hear what God is saying and to receive. Four things. Number 1. Here we go. Whenever grace is taught in its purest form, religious people often push back. They rebuff the freedom of God's grace. They say, "No, no, 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 hold on." And they normally come back with some type of statement, some type of variation of what I'm about to say. They say something like, "Wait a minute, Rick. Does this mean that you can do whatever you want? Does this mean if you're free that you go that you're free to sin, of course not. That can't be what that means. I mean, like, are you? Re- That's not what the Bible's. Do you really think the Bible's saying go sin? Come on, of course not. If you think that way, you're missing the message of God's grace altogether. Paul addressed this type of thinking in his letter to the believers in Rome. In Romans chapter five, he was like, listen, where where sin does abound, grace does abound even more. He was like, if you look at sin. And look at grace. Here's your sin. Here's God's grace. God's grace is always greater than your sin. And then he was like, well, if you sin more, God gives you more grace (laughs) because grace has to cover the sin. So if you sin again, well, then the grace of God is going to be there to cover it. Well, what if you sin again? Well, the grace of God is going to be there to cover it. And if you sin again, it'll cover it again. And at no point will sin ever overtake grace It's impossible. Your sin could never overtake God's grace. So then the apostle Paul in Romans chapter six asked the question, so wait a minute. So should you continue in sin so that God can give you more and more and more grace? (laughs) Of course not. Paul said, God forbid. Are you crazy thinking that way? No, of course not. We're not supposed to keep sinning so that God could give us more grace. In Galatians 5 and 13, uh, the apostle Paul said, God has called us to live a life in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. And to be clear, this is not freedom to sin. This is freedom from sin, right? So he says, Paul continued, he said, no, just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want, because if you do that, then you're going to destroy your freedom. Another translation that we read this morning said, don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up your base in the natural realm. Don't just live like a mere human. No. When you peel back the layers and the layers and the layers of revelation that God offers us, that I've been teaching about this, right? This is week five and we have a lot more to go. When you peel back the revelation of God's grace, you you realize that God's grace actually frees you from the limits and the boundaries of mere humanity. It's not about sin. It's not about self. It's not about selfishness. It's about God flowing through us in a way that exceeds human power, human ability, human strength, when we open up our heart to God's grace, we are free. We're free to become the men and the women that God has called and destined, design and desires for us to be. We are free to live as human conduits of the divine. We are free uh, to walk around releasing God into every conversation, every meeting, all the activity that we engage in on a daily basis. We are free to be uh, examples or representatives of heaven. And this has nothing to do with sin. This has nothing to do with self. This has nothing to do with selfishness. If all you do is think about sin when you hear the message of God's grace, then you are missing the message altogether. Number two, grace is not a license for laziness. Grace is not a license for selfishness. And grace is certainly not a license for sin. True grace is about receiving the power of God to live free from sin. It's about doing what you were born to, to do. It's about doing what you are destined to do. Is It's about doing what you are assigned to do while you're in the land of the living. It is about operating in ways that exceed human power, human ability, human strength. It is about God flowing through you. Number three, God, by his grace, puts his super on your natural. Grace is about walking in the supernatural. Why? Because it's God living in you. He's giving you the words. He's performing the work. Grace and power you to do what you could never do without God. Number four, and finally, when you finally get a revelation of God's grace and you open up your heart to God's limitless power, free from the limits of your abilities, free or unbound from your perceived goodness or lack thereof towards God, right? It's not based on your performance. At that point, when you can believe God not based on your performance, when you can believe God solely based on him and his grace you are finally in a position to become a human conduit of the divine. You are finally free to hear from heaven and to say whatever God tells you to say, to hear from heaven and to go do whatever God tells you to do by faith, attempting things that, that are clearly beyond your ability, your power, and your strength by faith attempting to launch out to to do things that you clearly don't have the resources to do. You don't have the connections to do. You don't have the experience to do. You don't have the background. You don't have the qualifications, but God is saying do it. So you're doing it by faith, believing that he is going to show up and show out, crossing the faith line. Like I say, that when you're out there so far that God, I'm doing what you told me to say. Please don't let me look stupid. Uh, I'm doing what you told me to do. I, I can't do it. If you don't show up, it won't get done. That's the life of faith. That's what we're called to live by. And this has nothing to do with sin. It has nothing to do with the limits of your humanity. It has nothing to do with selfishness. This is how you experience the supernatural. This is how you experience heaven on earth. This is how people get to experience God through you. And this only happens when you decouple your expectation of God's goodness towards you, which is your faith, from your level of perceived performance towards him, which is religion. Let me say that again. This can only happen when you decouple a de- disconnect your expectation towards God, which is your faith, from your level of perceived performance towards him, which is religion, because religion kills faith why does religion kill faith, Rick? Well, religion kills faith because your performance will never measure up to the size of your assignment. It just never will. God calls you to do things that are beyond you. And so if, if you can only believe God on the level of your performance, then your are on religious activity and performance-based religion and your religion will kill your faith because you will never be able to believe God for what he really wants to do If you feel like you need to earn everything or deserve everything or perform for everything, listen, look at me for a minute. You cannot perform for it. You're never going to be good enough. Get over it. You have to believe for it, not perform for it. If God only gave you what you deserve, then you can never do what God called you to do. If God only blessed you on your performance, then you would never be qualified to change the world on the level that God wants to use you to change the world. God is not looking for you to earn it. God is looking for you to believe. So my question for you this morning is, are you going to do it? Are you a believer? God has provided the grace. Will you provide the faith? If you do, then God can change the world. He will do it through you, but not because you're so good. He will do it because he's so good. That's the freedom of God's grace. And no, it has has nothing to do with sin or self or selfishness. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for opening my eyes to your grace. In response, I open my heart to believe with no limits. I no longer base my faith towards you on my level of perceived performance towards you. I base my faith on your grace. Your grace is immeasurable, inexhaustible, and limitless. Therefore, my faith is strong. My faith works by love. I am convinced that you love me, that you call me, and that you want to use me because of your grace, not my performance. So I am free to believe, to receive, and to become the man or woman I am destined to be. I live free from sin, from self, and from selfishness. I live free from the limits of humanity. I am free to be used of you to change the world. I enter this day as a human conduit of the divine. I am enter this day knowing that you are on me, in me, with me, and for me. You live in me, you flow through me, and you change the world with me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply this thing and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to today'sword.org, click on the subscribe button, get the messages, they're gonna be a blessing to you. Listen, as you go into this day, you gotta you gotta get this. I pray that you get this down in your heart. This message and yesterday's message go hand in hand. If you didn't watch yesterday's message, go back and watch it. Go to youtube.com forward slash watch the message. You need to get this down in your heart. You gotta get this. God is not trying to bless you just based on your performance. If God only gave you what you deserve, we I mean, if we would all be men and women most miserable it's not that we deserve it. It's that God called us to it. You got to get this. Believe God. Our job is to believe. Open up your heart to God's grace. And no, it has nothing to do with sin or self or selfishness. So enter this day ready to change the world because God is ready to change the world through you. And then do me a favor. Before you leave the screen right now, share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. And more importantly, God loves you. God bless you.